listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I want to kill him because he tried to play me like a trick. But you see, I'm the wrong nigga to fuck with. I got the A to the motherfucking K and it's ready to rip. Slap slap my banana in the clip. And I'm looking, looking. Is he in Watts, Oakland, Philly, or Brooklyn? Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And we're in the house, back, well, back in our regular house. Mm-hmm. Live on Spreecast on a Monday. Yes. Uh, and that's the new day that we review, uh, the, 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 the Game of Thrones. That's right. I'm gonna say Walking Dead. Uh, but that's the new day we, we review Game of Thrones, uh, cause that's the day that Justin's schedule allows. And, um, we've been able to get some good guests on Monday. So I can't mm-hmm. even complain. Me either. Um, the voice uh that you just heard you should be familiar with them if you listen to our show you should be listening to theirs um but it's the firestarter.com podcast uh the website is firestarter.com and uh the the twitter is hot fire starter and it's f-i-y-a fire uh it's my man bob what's up man ain't nothing man thanks for having me on what's Uh, up karen hey babes how you doing chilling and uh we also have uh you know a dude that is uh he's here you know he's he's always on these reviews he's known to be right sometimes even when he's wrong <laughs> but it's my man justin aka jay duggar what's up man what's up man hey you know that ice cube lyric had me feeling like i need to go get my vest and go make some things happen oh that's what happened on the game of thrones this week man ice cubes <laughs> turn niggas into ice cubes um but uh that's probably why you were thinking about the walking dead because of this episode nigga <laughs> um yeah it got real intense real fast and uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about it um just i did a double take when you sent me those lyrics dog because <laughs> immediately i recognized them i'm like because you, you, my name's sam and i'm like what the fuck this nigga trying to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah that I, I did look at the title and i was like oh yeah there's you know and and we have been having some uh sub podcast uh beef you know what i mean i've been talking about uh ramsey is worse than joffrey and you've been saying joffrey worse than ramsey i actually put it in a poll in a in a group on facebook just for real yeah. yeah and they voted <laughs> yeah I, I was like am i crazy like maybe it, you know like i respect your opinion so I was like, I could be wrong, and maybe I'm just tripping, and uh, it wasn't even close. Everybody picked Ramsey, so I feel more confident now. <laughs> That's, I mean, I mean, he's active. It's kind of mm-hmm. like which basketball player is the greatest of all time. People going, you know, the young people going to pick the active person. Mm. Well, 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 boss, I hadn't heard your reasoning behind picking Joffrey. What's your reasoning behind picking Joffrey over um, Ramsey? Ramsey's insanity is more calculated and direct. Joffrey was all over the place. You say the wrong thing to Joffrey, he gonna kill you right then and there on the spot. Okay. Yeah. Ramsey's is more precise. Like, he, it has to be like a reason and a strategy behind hurting you. Cause people are saying some fucked up shit to Ramsey. Like, you know, Sansa was spitting bars at him. She the was. little girl he messed with was talking shit to him. Like when we were first introduced to her, I just see Joffrey in those scenes killing both of those girls on the spot. No questions asked, because he's crazy. Okay, I, mean, I respect your opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't even see Joffrey doing it because he he <laughs> had to ask somebody else to do it. 
I mean, Terry slapped him in his motherfucking face. He didn't do shit. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I ain't scared of him. <laughs> Ramsey got them two knives, yo. He fought off, uh, the motherfucking, um, Theon's sister. <laughs> with no shirt on. With no shirt. Like, no shoes either. Like, that nigga a beast, man. I, I'm more scared of him, man. He, I, he did run out of some pussy. He did leave some pussy. Mm-hmm. To, uh, go get his fight on. <laughs> I mean, I do get what, what Bob said, though. That's Jopper's, a tough decision. Joffrey's more unpredictable. Yeah. Like, when Tyrion bought him those prostitutes and then he just killed one. It was like, well, what, what the fuck was that about? You know what I'm saying? So I could definitely get that. Like, it just depends on what, what's scarier to you. A motherfucker that you don't know what they gonna do, uh, but, but it's kind of a coward or a motherfucker that you do know will fuck you up. Like, it just depends. I just sealed my decision <clears throat> with my own thought. Cause mm-hmm. I was just thought about it. There's nothing I could leave, get up out my woman to be like, Oh, let me go fight some people. Especially not if I'm up in it. It's nothing you yeah. can. I don't know what could be going on that would make me be like, let me go fight some people. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they was like, actually, well, you know what? They was breaking in the house. So I guess that's I'm about to say, Justin, like, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> well, not that important. <laughs> the house got to be burning down. It, it's not that important, but when you in it, it is that important. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now th- this week was episode eight. <clears throat> of season five we only have two episodes left it's going by so fast mm-hmm. i know uh hard home is uh the title of this episode um which like i said before sounds like some projects you know like a nickname for like a bad part of town right um but it's where some of the wildlings live and in this episode we got uh cersei in jail which is good enjoying that <laughs> uh we <laughs> We got uh, Tyrion and Danny meeting for the first time. That's cool. Uh, we got Arya learning about the assassin trade. Uh, we also have uh, Reek uh, revealing to Sansa that her brothers are still alive. Um, and at Hard Home, we have uh, John trying to convince the Wildlings and the Fins to form a group together so that they can fight against the White Walkers. Uh, I'll go around the room and ask uh, Karen, what'd you think of this episode in general? It was good. All right. What about mm-hmm. you, Justin? Oh, it was definitely good. I'm glad I keep the light on when I'm watching it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should it keep popping off? Uh, what about you, Bob? Uh, obviously the best of the season so far. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we're finally approaching the finish line with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably two or three more seasons left, but I feel like the last of the players have uh, shown up yeah. in in the form of the White Walkers. And I thought it was cool. Finally, like I've been talking about it pretty much all season, Tyrion hooking up with um, uh, Daenerys and kind of showing her the ropes as far as like political maneuvering because she's just – she don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. And I can't wait to see uh, Dario – uh, confront him because she's going to be the most he is going to be the most influential person in her circle mm-hmm. and dario is pretty much useless at this point like she has all the muscle she needs and he keeps trying to play the role of political advisor right like mm-hmm. that stupid shit he said about just gather all the masses and, and kill him in mm-hmm. front of everybody i was like this dumb ass motherfucker like she gonna get rid of him um so that's gonna be a good showdown 
yeah he's definitely the side chick yeah i, th- I think he gonna die of trying to fuck around and fighting them pits he gonna kill Tyrion. wait dario gonna fight the pits care yeah jordan the one that's going to the pits why would dario fight the pits didn't he said like he kind of pushed her to reopen him up and all that mm-hmm. stuff and i was thinking well maybe because he wants to get out there and start fighting oh, again that's interesting i can see that happening I, yeah i was about to say that's not too far-fetched because yeah. she might put him out there when she gets pissed off like he's <laughs> right. gonna fuck with Tyrion. i'm convinced of that oh yeah <laughs> Tyrion's very smart and you know he, he ain't the one like he like he told uh john snow when they was on their way to the wall he was like john snow was like why are you reading all the time he was like uh nigga i got to i got to read right. like reading is not reading is fundamental a lot die yeah. yeah um i personally love this episode um specifically the last 20 minutes um i always love when they stay in one location mm-hmm. and just have a big ass fight yeah and we finally got that this week uh it's been a while uh and the fight was good as shit mm-hmm. i mean you got fucking giants and white walker zombies and motherfucking swords exploding and shit like <laughs> right uh like it really was no like you know it was it really just kind of came out of nowhere because in the preview last week they didn't even show any fighting good i'm glad you know you just kind of like you know keep like i just when i heard that rumbling i was like is this gonna be some other bullshit i thought it was an avalanche yeah, yeah like a bad weather a storm they gonna be like, see, winter is coming, but nope, it was the White Walkers. <laughs> so when is the White Walkers? Say what? No, I say no. winter is the White Walkers. Winter <laughs> is much. winter, but you know they part of winter. Um, so this joint started with uh, we'll go through scene by scene now. Uh, this joint started with the People's Court. Um, Daenerys was given uh, Tyrion and Jorah their own trial. <laughs> and uh george george only got to say like three words during this whole scene he was just like your grace if she was just like mm-mm, silence mm-mm. i don't have nothing from you mm-hmm. uh and she was just basically vetting Tyrion. like she spent the whole scene basically being like why should i not kill y'all you know and i feel like that's been Tyrion's role the whole season is to talk people out of killing him mm-hmm. and he's been good at it you know? I, I survived the pitch, bitch. That's what he should have said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, kiss the rings. Well, you this said, your rules, not mine. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is they keep talking about, she keeps bringing up how she's not the rule and she's not the law. Uh, can you tell the difference? <laughs> mm-hmm, no. Nope. Sound like another time where she just kind of made it up and she's going along, you know, let him live. Cause he was talking real good. Um, she asked why she should let him live. He said, I'm the greatest Lannister killing of our time. Um, he was counting his mama's death when uh he, <laughs> he killed her when he was born i was like that's kind of petty that was petty <laughs> yeah and then he counted his dad's death which makes sense um hey man we count robert ory rings we're gonna count different rings too true <laughs> uh she, she said so i should take you to my service because you betrayed your own family you, and then i like his line which was basically like you know the way i enter a job interview which is like you got to sell me on the job as much as i have to sell you on me you know i've always had that attitude and i've pretty much gotten every job i've ever interviewed for uh and i was like yeah that's how you do it you know like don't just go in there and be like please give me a job he was like into your service we just met i don't know you <laughs> um, <laughs> how much money are you talking about <laughs> all right what y'all paying what y'all, y'all got 401k the benefits <laughs> what's the hours right well yeah. y'all, y'all get breaks i get extended lunch i need my smoke break even though i don't smoke yeah. i still need that that extra five minutes on top of my regular i need at least minimum three weeks vacation time mandatory 
Mm-hmm. Um, and all and, the wine I could drink. And a brothel <laughs> of the <Right>. finest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he gave her her own life story. He just basically told it back to her, which is, you know, she was uh, smuggled away from uh, from King's Landing when she could have got killed. And she was always one step ahead of the people that was trying to assassinate her. And now she got dragons and an army in the city of Marine. Um, and he was like, you know, uh, you, you still need my help, but you know, yeah, I know all this shit about you. Right. He was like, you started from the bottom. Now you deal. Right. <laughs> uh, she's so, lucky to be alive. He, he don't, you don't even know what the first part made up on that. He could have told her anything. Yeah, that's true. She <laughs> was a baby. He could have been like, I spared your life when you were a baby. But I don't think Taryn <laughs> had no reason to really lie to her about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, his life on the line. He got a reason. Yeah, that is a reason. <laughs> he wasn't lying at all. He that wasn't. Was thing. But like, I'm saying she it, didn't. It was know. pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and you're right, uh, Justin. She doesn't know because she was just a baby. But yeah. she does know a lot of that other stuff. You know, yeah. when she got older and how he was like people trying to use her name to basically get the throne and get the power. So he was right about that. Uh, she, he was like, you know, you you really don't have um, any claim to the throne. And she said, I have quite a large army and large dragons. And he was like, killing is not the same as politics. It ain't. And then she was like, all right, so if I did let you work for me, you want to advise me? You know, he was like, let me be your manager and shit. Um, she was like, what what should my first thing be? Let's talk about this Jordan nigga. Should I kill him? Should I let him go? And uh, he basically said, "Look, man, whoever he was when he was snitching on you, he's not—he's he's no longer that man." And I believe that he loved you, girl. Look at him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like looking all simping and sorry and shit, and holding his head down. And uh, he was like, "No sane man would have done all the shit he did to get me here." Basically, <laughs> ain't that the truth? And oh uh, yeah, he been right for a long time, you know. And so Joy looked up. I like that Jordan looked up when um, he uh, brought up the fact that he did betray her. And he was like, did he tell you? Like, did he have an opportunity to tell you? He was like, yeah, but he didn't tell me to his force to. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could kill him. <laughs> but uh, if you kill the people that's devoted to you, then that's not really a ruler that inspires devotion. So he walked. they walked him out of there like he was going to the principal's office, man. That nigga was taking that slow. He was taking them slow steps, shuffling and shit. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's getting ready to get a beating. Yeah. No, such- like, have you ever seen someone get schooled that quick on this show? Like, she was listening to every word this dude had to say. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I knew she was going to take him as an advisor. Like, as soon as he started talking about, well, her story first of all, and then like giving her the truth that was right in front of her and Jor the whole time. The fact that he was in love with her because she like made this face and like looked away mm-hmm. like real sad. Like her eyes got watery <laughs> and draw looked down. And I, I thought that was cool. It, it was like a fucked up ending to a romantic comedy <clears throat> where the best friend mm-hmm. is like, you guys were like made for each other and you don't even see it. You've been in front of each other the whole time, but it went left mm-hmm. and she was like removed this nigga from the city. I kind of wanted him to break into that Whitney Houston now. And I, <laughs> uh, but he didn't even make a speech because she did say she would kill him. So he got pushed out and, uh, he had to go outside to the desert and he was just looking around like, well, damn. Then he looked at his, uh, his, uh, grayscale 
the, just check out how the progress was i'm surprised that it's really had to grow that much yeah i don't know how long this shit takes yeah it must it must be a slow death man he must got the magic johnson version not the easy e version <laughs> i know one thing she's lucky to get rid of him to get that plague up out of her city yeah she did the right thing letting him go because he seemed he like touched her or something who knows how, i don't even know how you get that shit it, you know necessarily like i know the yeah. gray dudes if they touch you you get it but like if it's incubating in you do you give it to people too right yeah. like he the type to go ahead and not use that condom knowing he got that hiv oh lord does it, mm-hmm. does it he's had to touch at least like 20 people so far like all the guards that are handling him and shit like mm-hmm. i was just like <laughs> how many people are gonna have this shit the people he beat up in the arena yeah. yeah does the grayscale part physically have to touch you to get it i think this it has to be skin to skin okay. i mean i'm not no expert on this fictional yeah, ass <laughs> yeah i mean but, we'll i figure we'll figure it out if if it's happening because if so a lot of people are gonna get it but i don't know man maybe it doesn't spread that way and if you read the books don't write us we don't want to know Mm-mm. yeah he should um, go get treatment so then they cut to um uh, my girl uh oh wait and I did notice that Danny's eyes was watering up like shit when uh, when uh, Joy was escorted out. So she was still sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Cersei. She was in that cell. <laughs> yeah, she was. And uh, Mother Superior came up in there and was like, hey, you want some water? Then you need to confess. <laughs> Drink this water anime. Drink it, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Marjorie looked so much better when she was in the um, dungeon then seriously seriously need that extra weave and on um, the makeup team the glam squad she needed marjorie probably are marjorie are probably already confessed she probably been drinking <laughs> that's why she turned that venison down but yeah she said uh my son let me see him and then that lady said confess and then just like a fucking snake she was just like i meant it my face will be the last thing you see and then she got slapped with that ladle like bitch <laughs> i love that i love that scene man because you know i hate her so it's good to see her suffering nobody wants to talk about that um woman on woman domestic violence just only the rape okay oh okay yeah okay. um because that is domestic violence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not in a relationship I don't that's know just violence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're stretching right there i feel like in the uh in the catholic church they you know just like the men priests get along with the um boys she'll get along with the women well, I mean, it's it's the faith militant, so it's not really. You <laughs> who knows what they do? Like he said, everybody got something. Well, she beat her, then she hit her with that motherfucking spoon, then she left like bitch, and then um, it was funny because then she tried to scream, and then they just cut the scream. <laughs> I was like, I really wish they would have left that in. It only took an extra two seconds, but I wanted to hear her scream. I hate her. <laughs> and like, am I crazy or was that fucking spoon long as shit? <laughs> <laughs> It was a long ass wooden spoon. It was like a beaten spoon. That like was, it was Pinocchio's nose. It was like it was specifically designed to hit motherfuckers that don't want to confess. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah, like it's designed to feed people from far away. Because I'm like, she's standing real far away. Like this shit is long. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then uh, we cut to uh, Arya, who's now learning uh, how to become an assassin. She's created like her own like identity of a girl who sells oysters and she's like lying, playing the lying game. And, uh, she's talking about all the stuff she does every day. The only time she got hit was when she said she makes a left at Ragman Lane. 
I'll turn, yeah, I turned right on the Ragman Lane. Then he slapped her, uh, on the hand with that stick. Uh, lots of slaps this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, so, uh, he was like, nah, next time, uh, you gonna turn right on, um, turn right on the Ragman Lane. And then, uh, you gonna go down to Ragman Harbor. Uh, and then he, he said, she said, what will, what will she do there? And she said, she will, uh, the guy said, Zartan said, she will see. She said, see what? And then he was like, how can a man tell a girl this? If he knew what she would see, there would be no reason to send her. I'm like, damn, Zartan deep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, he basically was saying, like, I don't, like, if you had the ability to see what I want you to see, then you'll see it. But if not, then, uh, you ain't got the gift, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so, that last dragon training. Mm hmm. See without seeing. She caught that arrow with that blindfold. <laughs> yep. So she sold, she was selling, uh, oysters down by the, by the, uh, harbor. Uh, and then this, uh, skeevy ass thin dude, thin old man was like, you girl, are you telling the truth? You wouldn't lie to an old man. Let me get some, uh, some of them oysters. You know, at first I thought he recognized her. Cause mm. the way he looked, I was like, ooh, do he know who she is? Yeah. And so he tried one and, uh, he was like, it's good. Let me get four with some vinegar. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I thought he was gonna let me get some hot sauce, <laughs> some of that white bread. Gonna pick a pig feet. What's happening mm-hmm. here? Uh, so he said, let me get four with some vinegar. And while she was serving it up, um, with her back to him, she heard a dude come up to him and say, basically, it's my 18th voyage. I returned from all of them with not a scratch on me. And he would like to place a wager. Uh, and then the, uh, he told the guy no. And the guy was like, what about my family and all this shit? And they just dragged him off. And then she turned around, gave him the oysters, got her money and left. She was talking to the uh, faceless guy, Zartan, at the pool. Uh, the water, you know, the killing water. And she was like, um, that's what I saw. And then she was like, so why would a captain make a wager? Because uh, basically Zartan was like, they these captains bet on their ships. And they basically say, if I don't get there, if I get killed and my my cargo doesn't get there you basically go pay my family a whole lot of money okay like insurance yeah it's a whack-ass uh, insurance scam dog. okay yeah <laughs> and so buddy apparently doesn't pay out mm, like he should yeah so i guess he doesn't pay out like he should according to to zartan i'm like geico like like insurance right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah nationwide was not on his side so uh <laughs> yeah i guess there's no binding agreements or whatever Mm-mm. Uh, but he said, but perhaps the gambler loses his bet, decides not to pay at all, a destitute woman and her child, to whom can they turn? And basically, this Assassin's Guild writes the wrongs, it sounds like. Like, they go out and, you know, they vigilantes almost. So they catfishing for the good of the people. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I was thinking of this, about this, because you know how he has so many different faces. Is it that you kill somebody? Because if Arya kills this dude, because he gave her, like, some poison. It was like, next time you give him some oysters, you know, hook him up with a little bit of this. And she had that smile on the way out. Mm-hmm. She was smiling good. Right. When she get the glow, boy, you better watch out. <laughs> she gonna be dangerous. And I kept thinking, like, so is this why you gotta have another face? Because you pretty much burned that cover. Right. Like, Arya can't just be walking around as Arya, because they gonna know that those oysters killed that dude. Mm-hmm. So, so is that the first lesson? She should have went out in her other face? I don't she know. Was out there selling oysters? I don't know. Cause right about then when she left with the poison, 
uh that old girl that be hating came up and was like she's not ready and he said perhaps she is not and she says and if she is not and he and uh zartan was like it's all the same to the many-faced god so <laughs> I, yeah damn what kind of answer is that man he basically hit him with that it is what it is you got, yeah pretty much it's like bringing your break baby home <laughs> like the way away hey it's all the same mm-hmm. it's all the same. baby is a baby it don't matter whose womb it came out of family is family gabby <laughs> <laughs> i mean what what we really need paperwork on this match for anyway <laughs> uh so quiburn showed up to talk to cersei in her jail cell um and he let her know that the charges against her are fornication treason incest and the murder of king robert everything mm-hmm. everything sound yeah, like she guilty across the board mm-hmm. sound like death yeah um she said i like my favorite part of the scene when she goes all lies and he goes of course you're grace <laughs> <laughs> dt he tried to hit her with that but it's not me but you know other people might believe <laughs> that bullshit you know what i'm saying i'm just telling you the charges they got on you dog. Yeah, you need to watch your back because you know they don't have the same burden of proof as the crown and i was like but is that really a heavy burden of proof the crown convicted Tyrion right he didn't do that shit Mm-mm. there was no cia investigation Mm-hmm. Yeah, i guess the answer for all crimes is death he just start grasping for straws like any word from jamie <laughs> <laughs> she was talking shit to his ass earlier what you gonna do with one hand right. right send him away and shit bet she she wishes ass that was was there now yeah i love um by the way like i love that she's been brought low and it's mostly because she handicapped the people around her that she can't have no help. Right. And she was such an ass and so petty and pushed everybody away. Like, fuck all y'all. Like, she asked about Jamie. And then, uh, uh, Quiburn let her know that, uh, Picel, Grandmaster Picel, the old man like the hoes, mm-hmm. had basically got Uncle Kevin to run the, the, the table of the king. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, he don't even like her ass. He won't come see her. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I, it would have been cool if they'd have thrown in uh and my brother Tyrion. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been cool too. And Tommy basically sitting up in his room like Suge Avery. <laughs> <laughs> sitting up in his room like Brandy crying. Mm-hmm. Throwing food out against the wall. Right. Refusing to eat and refusing to come visit her. And hey, you know what? That that's her motherfucking fault. She never taught him how to be a goddamn man. Everything was depend on me, depend on me, depend on me now. He need to stand up, and he don't know how. And Justin made a good point. Is the penalty for everything death? Apparently so. Like, they don't got no thing where it's like, oh, you just go to jail for two years. <laughs> no. Everything is like, and then you die. Like Probably die unless you confess. Yeah, but even then, I mean, like, so if you don't confess, it's death? I'm assuming yep. so. I don't know. But it's different types of death, I guess. You can get beheaded. You can get hung. Yeah, it's probably something less <laughs> torturous or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Know? Lit on fire like like old cubs. Yeah, okay. yeah, there you go. That's that's that's, that's oh, okay. You confessed, oh, we was going to burn you alive, but I guess we'd drown you. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so he told her, basically, there is a way out, Your Grace. A way out. And she was like, what? confess <laughs> to them like, broke ass no shoes wearing motherfuckers she's like no nigga i will not do that she said i won't i made him i gave him uh power and you know i'm like yeah but that's your fault right that's just where you fucked up <laughs> right you didn't ever gave him power you wouldn't your ass wouldn't be there that's more of her you, the reason why you like her 
but mm. also the reason why you hate her and also the reason why she's stupid she called him a commoner <laughs> all in yeah, one, the thing, all in she one is stupid that's that's the bottom line yep. like she didn't listen to anybody she always mm-hmm. thought she was smarter than she really was right yep. yeah she petty and always angry. go back i mean go ahead i was like, she's petty and angry but that doesn't make her smart right like i always go back to that, that time with Tyrion. Like I should have known she wouldn't get get the plan right. Like remember when she thought she caught um what was Tyrion's girl name? Shay. Shay. Remember she thought she caught Shay the first time? Yep. Mm-hmm. And she brought in the redhead girl and Tyrion had to play it off and like that little shitty shitty grin she had and I'm like she can't get shit right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just be and Tyrion mad. was just looking at her like you you dumb. Like you, you don't know how to play this game very well. Like, yeah. and now she's gonna fuck. She done fucked herself all up. She sent away her protection in Jamie. Yep. She like that was the person most devoted to her. Right. And then she and, don't yeah. got Tarion no more. And then this is one of those things where her daddy kept saying, "Bitch, you dumb. That's why you can't run shit." Right. And he kept. And she done handicapped the king. She right. she fucked her son out of all his power by you know. Yep. Elevating this crazy man. Mm-hmm. So she fucked. She sent her only her only who she knew was her only savior on a death mission that she knew was a death mission. Uh, well, he wanted to go despite her saying he wasn't gonna be able to do it. The, but I, that I, was she said it more out of you not good enough, not you yeah. you yeah. shouldn't do it. Yeah, it was that manhood challenge shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I love how Mother Superior came in right when she was shaded in the hot sparrow. <laughs> like she opened up the door, like all right, that's enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. he a commoner okay all right wrap it up let's go uh he was like well the work continues <laughs> got the fuck up out of there and he skedaddled he looked happy as hell too like, let like me, my ass ain't locked up let today. me get back to young frankenstein that mm-hmm. I, I got in the building yeah Set. you gotta give him credit for coming to visit dog because yeah, yeah if i was her friend i wouldn't step <laughs> i wouldn't step foot in that motherfucker because yeah, you might get locked up for necromancing or some shit. <laughs> that, that, that shit that's true and the thing about it is that it's actually reasonable that he would be the only one because she appointed him to a position he fucking didn't deserve mm-hmm. um right. and everybody else looking like a nigga what are you doing here right and everybody else was like uh i'm not either i'm not doing it or she shipped him off or either she knew that they were scared of her Oh, she put a he put a half a hundred on a commissary. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just couldn't sneak no bread in there. That's the only problem. <laughs> so the, Rick, Rick came to feed Sandra her daily meal, and she was already dressed sitting up. I like this. I was like, good. She ready to damn fight and take on the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's obvious whatever's happening to her is terrible. But you know you gotta have like you can either be like I'm never gonna get out of here and I just give up, or you could be like. I'm gonna find a way out, and she got that shank. She was sitting up that dress, waiting on Reek to come in so she can confront him. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, "Why Theon?" And he was like, "Not Theon. There is no Theon. <laughs> Only Reek." And then, um, he basically went down the story of like how uh, she was like, "I tried to escape, and you sold me out." He was like, "There is no escape from the master." Um, he basically uh, let me seem like I was escaping. Then he brought me back and he cut piece by piece off of me till there was only reek. And she was like, she sat there for a second. She said, good. And I was like, yes. 
she's like if it weren't for you i still have a family if i could do what ramsey did to you right here right now i would and he was like you know i deserve it i killed those boys she was like they weren't those boys it's brandon recon your brothers and he was like no no it wasn't that i mean hold up let me get my lie straight <laughs> and uh come to find out he confessed to her that he did not kill brandon recon and justin you were right he did confess to ramsey ramsey knows it wasn't brandon recon um so then she was like well where are they then and then he was like i can't talk no more i gotta go and he ran up out of there yep but she shouldn't have burnt her candle all up in one night mm. she should have sat there in the dark and just like whoever come on the place sleeping stabbed their ass mm. the candle burned up mm-hmm. i thought re- i thought uh ramsey gave it back to her yeah, and then she she used it like when he, when Reet walked in, you could see her sitting at the table, but the candle wax had all melted. Oh shit! So she can't use it to ask for help. Mm. She can't use it to see if she needs to escape through the night. You know, she can't. She yeah. should. I felt like she should have saved it. Mm. I guess because in her mind, she was like, "I I'm in here all the time, and I need light." So I guess she said she fucking might as well burn it i don't know that's a good point maybe she decided she's not waiting for nobody to come save her she's gonna save herself by shaking this nigga in this motherfucking throat <laughs> yeah <laughs> that wouldn't be nothing that wouldn't be nothing wrong with that yeah i think she's gonna fuck Rico. up um but yeah so then we cut to the boltons they having a strategy meeting over at the fucking uh you know at the motherfucking uh, dra- uh dungeons and dragons table and shit <laughs> um they got high walls they fixed all the walls they reinforced the gates they got enough food for six months they spayed tight like pretty much they can just sit on their hand and let fucking standards and his and his crew of uh you know people from the south just just quit and die and and stay out in the snow and ramsey was like that ain't good enough i i want to get to kill some people and Roos was like, man, why the fuck would we do that? We got the superior position. I'm not giving you my army so you can go out there in the fight. And Ramsey was like, I don't need an army. I just need 20 good men. I was like, yeah, he crazy. Now, do y'all think that was a result of Sansa teasing him the week before about how he's the bastard son? His station in life is going to change when that baby's born. He need to prove himself. And yeah, like he need to prove himself to his daddy. You think that, Karen? Yeah, I, th- I think he basically he need to prove himself you know to prove himself that he's gonna be better than the child that's gonna be born you know because i don't care what nobody says sansa got him thinking you know he played that off but he was listening to her when she was saying you're a bastard a bastard gave you your name you're not heir and if he basically if he changes his mind at any time you in trouble yeah what about you Justin? uh i feel like that's just part of his immaturity and he that's his solution to everything is let's go kill everything or um, play it right or play it and while he may be patient on some things other things he's not uh and I, and he has been patient i guess is waiting to go kill the other dude like he's been waiting for a while to go kill um stannis mm-hmm. and it's like he's just ready to go kill something he can't kill um his wife so he ready to go kill somebody else and it's, it shows that he's not it's not leadership quality he's just a good uh, fighter i wonder if this means melisandre's prediction of the future is off because she said she saw a great battle in the snow like yeah and, and 20 niggas ain't a great battle dog it, it, but you know what i think i think in my opinion i think when she that sees happened 
well she said that stannis saw in the snow no, in the fire, fire. Mm-hmm. of great battle in the snow and then she said in the in the in the vision she also saw all the banners of the boltons laid on the ground so oh, okay. i was like you know if this like this ain't the great battle they've been talking about if this is gonna happen yeah. 20 niggas ain't gonna that's not that's not it uh well uh, and i guess and my thing i personally think that when she sees it she doesn't see the picture see bits and pieces this could be it and this could be them coming and fucking them up could be like part of the quote-unquote great battle that she's seen mm. we'll see man yeah. i don't know i ain't i don't know where they're going with that to be honest with you and see bruce smart bruce like well i don't know if this other child is a son or not but i'm not sitting my only son right out there um because the last time he had two sons so he didn't mind sending one or two here or there to go handle some things true um I, my favorite part about this though is that low-key stannis got the nigga army that's just like man we are tropical people mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not supposed to be up here and Mm-mm. they basically the bones are counting on them to just like revolt and leave and uh it might work yeah yep they're like man this is you know we ain't yeah. trying to play no away game like yeah, we trying to play a thousand men overnight they was like nigga you cold i'm cold you cold too yep fuck it let's go right um <laughs> they, all like right. That. they don't even have jackets on just right <laughs> So then uh, we cut to Daenerys and um, and uh, Tyrion having a conversation about whether or not he should uh, work for her. And there was some good bars in this joint. Like, I forgot how much I like Daenerys when she's just kind of jabbing back and forth with people because she ain't really got to do it a lot this year. There's been a lot of, like, do this. Yeah, it's been one <laughs> one way with her. Yeah, so this is the first time when she was actually, like, kind of sparring back, like, well, this is what I think you know what i'm saying and um you know she was like uh he was like you gonna have me killed she was like i su- uh he she was like why shouldn't i he said i suppose so it's what your father would have done her father was the mad king he used to burn niggas alive and shit and she was like is that what your father would have done and he was like hell yeah nigga he was gonna kill me right <laughs> <laughs> like that's a fact um and then she was like is that why you killed your father and he was like man look it's gonna take a lot more wine to tell that story a day when you ain't trying to kill me for us to talk about that shit um and then he was he said i heard basically you was terrible she was like why you travel halfway around the world to meet somebody terrible and he said to see if you were the right kind of terrible the kind of person that's terrible to keep your people from being worse um she was like i opened up the pits um you know like i i ain't perfect and he was like nope that's good strategy and you marry somebody you hate uh, young Lionel Richie, and that's good too. <laughs> and you did it because you wanted to, not because you were forced. She was like, my sister married somebody she hated, and uh, then she had him killed. And she was like, well, let's hope it don't turn out, you know, like that. And uh, he was like, you know what, man? Um, I will work for you. I like you. And, or he said, Varys was right about you after all. And then she was like, Varys, King Robert's spymaster, because she don't fuck with him, because he basically was the dude that Joy was giving information to and and Tyrion flipped that shit he was like he might be the reason you alive though because he's the one that you know uh relays information and he he thought it was important that you stay alive she never thought about the information was actually saving her life mm-hmm. and like that he was right. reporting back to the person that was keeping her alive right because it doesn't mean what he got from George is what he reported yep so she was like but you trust him he said yes oddly and him and my brother She's like, your brother, the one that killed my father, he said yes. And she's like, perhaps I will have you killed after all. <laughs> I'm like, you play too much. You said he could go. 
and then she was like you know what i ain't gonna kill you you can advise me and then he was like cool and he started sipping some wine she was like "Mm -mm, nah you gotta do it sober (laughs) but you know what that shit she um that shit Tyrion said about um basically questioning like well showing her the flaws in her leadership like in the first scene like her relationship with jorah and why he didn't trust her with the information like why he had been informing on her Mm -hmm. like i think she took she she took that to heart and realized like she was a flawed leader in that respect like that even her most devoted servant couldn't trust her with information like the nigga he legitimately loved her like thought well no thought that she would kill him oh yeah yeah true. yeah, you yeah know because she's been killing motherfuckers left and right because she has to stick with you know her fucking naive idea of justice mm-hmm. you know what i like though is the next comments he made which is basically like she's like so advise me what i should do and he was like and this is a question i asked last week on the show why like why do you want the iron throne like i get that you know you feel especially daenerys of all the people you feel like you have a right to it but you don't remember anything about king's landing right like you really have no fucking reason to want the throne other than you think you can take it and he was like when you get back home who supports you and she said the common people and he was like let's be generous and assume that happens because he's right they, she's still a foreigner coming back to take the throne uh you know motherfuckers might not be down with that right mm-hmm. who are you and then he was like you know he went down to families and was like nobody got your back you know the targaryens you know they you know you were targaryen but the starks they dead basically the baratheons um you know they dead basically the tyrells might have your back but they not fucking with you really <laughs> like that don't matter they ain't got no army the lannisters them niggas gonna they'd rather die than fuck with you so mm-hmm like what do you really think and she was like uh they all just focus on the will um and i'm gonna destroy it and i i just like that line even though i don't know if she knows what the fuck she's talking about yeah again she just sounded naive to me Mm -hmm. like if if you're doing all this for the people you might want to you know take a poll Mm -hmm. see see the people like she's just (laughs) in her head a lot man and i think Tyrion being there to bounce some some of these thoughts she's having just be a sounding board man because yeah for two seasons i haven't liked her man Mm -hmm. she want to be she's been going off the rails she want to be sprint she can't even handle cricket right now like you gotta take care of your the the small kingdom that you have so that you can be prepared for the larger kingdom and she's not it's good she got an advisor but she's not ready doing that on her own like Tyrion said, there's plenty of people that try. You you a fail because you're not that smart. That and I think the fact that Tyrion's whole point was like, you don't go over here. You don't know nothing. You're not educating the culture. You know you you want to inspire people, but you can't inspire them by just coming and saying, "I'm taking your shit." There's no there's no inspiration behind that. Yeah, and man. that's not a long term goal. So even though Jorah when he was at the pits the first time was basically like fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool <laughs> fuck you i'm out he came back like can i have my job back <laughs> and uh the master dude was like nigga you hit me and he was like well you can flog me if that's what you prefer but i just want the chance to fight in front of the khaleesi again so if you can just give my job back i mean you gotta admit i did kick everybody's ass so i just want to fight in the arena and buddy was basically like 
you was a free man you could have went anywhere and he was like yeah i don't care i just want to fight for my boo mm-hmm. yeah and he still i mean i don't know why khaleesi don't recognize those people not fighting because they want to mm-hmm. um but he should have asked for his sword back like look i'm in the desert can i at least get my sword back right. <laughs> it's dangerous out here yeah man i hate him dog i'm off him all the way like nigga <laughs> get over it like you pretty much a stalker now probably gonna go <laughs> to the motherfucking arena and die to be like look i die for you okay yep oh this nigga he gonna spread that on grayscale man that's what i think Mm -hmm. things are gonna happen he gonna get back there he gonna infect somebody else and they're gonna keep infecting people yeah nigga just watch it on Wobi. um yeah he might run her up out that city with that with that disease man depending on how it spread man i have no idea how it spreads honestly like you know like I said, I don't know the rules. And I do want to know the rules, but I don't want to, I want the show to tell me. I don't want to read right. the book. If I want the show to show me, like, do you just get that shit because he got it a little bit? Or do this nigga got to turn into motherfucking, uh, he got, he got to turn into Cobra Command at the end of the G.I. Joe movie <laughs> before, before you get it from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he told Tyrion, don't let him touch you. And I took that to mean like skin on skin, but we'll see yeah yeah because them other dudes was fully covered so yeah. i mean shit they've been living on a fucking deserted ass island for who knows <laughs> how long so mm-hmm. uh so, i had it for two weeks Mm-hmm. probably longer so uh motherfucking <laughs> motherfucking uh cersei up in her room chilling and sister superior that was holding some water to her face was like thirsty confess <laughs> And she said, I'll get out of here before long. You realize that I can make you a wealthy woman. And she was like, confess. And then she hit her with that. Oh, I can make sure you die in the most hideous way imaginable. All I do is sit here and imagine hideous ways for you to die. So then the woman took the water and poured it out on the ground and left. That's the best scene ever. And Cersei had to suck that water up <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, because I felt like she got to be thirsty. I know she wanted to sop it up with a biscuit or something, man. I but, was like, mm-hmm, trying, but, trying to be funny with that leftovers. I bet you you wish somebody would come and give your ass leftovers. Right, where your venison at, bitch? I was mad. She let some of it follow her mouth back onto the ground, and mm-hmm. then she slurped it back up. I was like, that's so disgusting. That's yeah. some acting right there. <laughs> yeah, because she probably hadn't drunk in, like, forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's Oh yeah, her lips and shit was starting to crack. Right. Mm-hmm. She had that Malik Yoba. Yeah, she yeah, true. <laughs> uh, Malik, Malik tried to coach her on that scene though. <laughs> 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 this is how you supposed to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your lips way too moisturized. I wish Marjorie could hear and or see her across the room. That's I just exactly want- what I was gonna say next is I just wanted a scene of Marjorie op- walking past her open door looking in with that smile <laughs> I yeah. bet you that would have been so good I bet with her regular clothes back on and shit <laughs> yes. I think that's gonna happen I do I think they're gonna fuck around and let her go and she's gonna peek over there and still see her ass locked up that Not shit a- would be tight as shit if she hit that Morris Day mm-hmm. like the friend sitting in the room by herself all mad and Marjorie <laughs> walked by and say how's the family yes. <laughs> she'd be mad as shit oh my god uh, she had to hit her, uh, would you like my leftovers uh, speaking of leftovers, Ollie came and gave uh, yeah! came and gave Sam and uh, uh, his girl uh, Gilly some some food, and Sam was all still fucked up, you know, face all fucked up, but he had got some. <laughs> you see the smile on his face. <laughs> and Ollie was basically like old dog to Kane. You know what I mean? Like he was just like they shot your 
brother in front of your face. They shot your cousin in front of your face. It's gonna <laughs> let it ride like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not happy. Like he was basically like, man, I don't know what the fuck John doing, but why are you okay with it? Like we need to be trying to kill these wild ones. They gonna come back, cut our throats in their sleep. And Sam just gave him the rundown. Like, man, this is a tough decision. Like John don't want to have to do this, but I fought the White Walker, and nigga, it's it's a beast. Like we're not gonna be able to just yeah. And none of them have seen it before, so you know they don't really understand. Especially not Ali. He's he's young. Right. But what Ali did see was Tormund and crew fuck his farming family up. Yes, now he did see not, that. Not in a fight, just a raid. So he was like, "Yeah, man, fuck that shit." Um, his face was so good too. He was angry. Mm-hmm. Um but i don't know i don't know if he accepted the reasoning or if he gonna do something stupid eventually i think he gonna do something stupid yeah me too yeah because he don't look like he be like he don't look like he be listening Mm-mm. i, I no. think he listened to that i think he gonna think on it and he I, it might be one of them scenes like where he had to ponder what he gonna do but then he's gonna go ahead and make the right decision mm. but i feel maybe like maybe it'll be a pivotal moment like is he gonna shoot an arrow through john or yeah. Or yeah. White Walker or something like that. Well, I think he gonna fuck something up and then realize, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. Cause I think, see, Sam actually gave him a reason. Jon Snow didn't really give him a reason, but mm-hmm. Sam was like, look, man, we need these bodies. And they people too. Like, right. they made mistakes, but they still people. Um, so John and Tormund rode up on Hard Home. And shit was like the last scene in training day when Denzel had walked up on them niggas that was angry in that yard. <laughs> and, uh, this dude called the lord of bones had rolled up and uh Tormai spoke to him like lord of bones been a long time and he was like fuck is this shit y'all niggas friends now you trying to be friends you ain't got no motherfucking handcuffs on like what happened he was like war he was like war you call that a war the greatest army the north has ever seen cut to pieces by some southern king and uh he was like look man it was a war uh we had to fight we lost but, said, where was you at you know we trying to get y'all to come to come chill with us we we allies now and it's something more important out here and buddy said uh lord of bone said you and the pretty crow do a lot of talking <laughs> and when you're done talking do you get down on your knees and suck his cock and he got beat the fuck down now this came off a little like little uh unrealistic to me all them people was mad they let him beat that one dude up and then they was just like all right then you know because it's one of those things where part of that culture is probably the person that's the strongest is quote-unquote the leader yeah so he was like oh y'all you fucked him up okay we'll listen to you now and tomorrow was manstrader's right hand man so they somewhat like listened to him yeah he's not a fan of homophobia i see no. Because now that nigga the Lord of Broken Bones. <laughs> Beat the shit out that dude. Yeah, did he kill him? I think he well, yeah. yeah. either way. Yeah, he, he was fucked up. I don't know if he did, but he definitely he, fucked up. He had fluid leaking out of his body. It didn't look like blood either. It just looked like it was some gooey fluid. Um, So uh, they basically asked John and um, Torbon questions like, why should we join up with y'all? Uh, John was like, we got Dragon Glass. And I was like, did you see uh you know sam killed the, the white walker with dragon glass like nah but i trust him i was like damn john honest <laughs> i was just like i killed him with dragon glass man get on the boat shit <laughs> fucks up with these questions you know and uh he was like together we could beat the white walkers and there was this one 
one lady i want to say her name was like uh i'm gonna take it i don't remember her name i i, I read it through the um what do you call it the uh closed Cap- captioning mm-hmm. but uh i'll get to it later but yeah so she was just like yeah but we could just run i mean we can't beat him and he was like uh look we need to go and join together y'all need to get beyond the wall um and the thin there was a thin there and he was of course being a dick as they do and he was like uh there's old stories about ice spot as big as hounds and she was like all this magical shit out here and that's the thing you don't believe right <laughs> right like and this and that's come up before in season one the old lady was telling bran a story when he had lost using his legs and she brought up them ice spiders yeah so i mean i want to see one i hope we see one for the end of the week uh end of the series yeah uh so then they was like uh you know what you know we hate y'all why should we even fuck with y'all and john was like i knew mass raider he never wanted a war with the night's watch he wanted a new life for his people and then of course they asked the obvious question well where's land where's mass obviously he was like he died how and i was like nigga don't yeah john was like i ain't gonna lie i shot, I shot that nigga right i was like can't you explain it in a better way than yeah, this he, he, never, he never give context man <laughs> i never give context yeah damn nigga he like, like the point is he's dead right I right it's like if it, it wasn't gentle at all if john girl found a number in his pocket he just gonna be like oh it's just a girl <laughs> like nigga what who, who who this girl who is she where she come from right right when he about to get stabbed oh no it's my cousin it's somebody i met i'm trying to i'm i plan on calling her later on this week yeah we're gonna go out and have lunch motherfucker I, that's it we breaking up yeah uh because she work at my business and we trying to work together on the project <laughs> oh start with that man <laughs> so tomorrow basically told him like nah stannis is a cunt the cunt he called him is uh was gonna kill man's by fire <laughs> and john saved him <clears throat> with a merciful arrow and they was like oh okay and then he was like i'm not uh john was like i'm not asking y'all to forget y'all dead i ain't gonna forget mine i lost 50 brothers today man's attacked the wall right um i'm asking you to think about your children and right about then that's when that, that the one woman who was very vocal was like she had a look on her face like hmm i do got them kids right <laughs> you know john believe the children are the future um so he and then uh torment was like he didn't have to come to hard home he came because he needs us we need him too and then the elder dude that looked just like he like torment daddy or some shit mm, that nigga was like yeah right on and then <laughs> the giant was like torment you know what i'm saying i'm with you and then the thin dude was like fuck your new life yeah. fuck right. your glass right i don't care fuck all y'all niggas for going with him we I ain't going nowhere nowhere i'm out he gonna kill y'all when y'all get on the motherfucking boats you know y'all y'all stupid and he walked out and that's why he said john you gotta go with me because i could never convince them unless somebody came with me and old girl was just like uh i hate things she was, it was like that girl in uh <laughs> friday when she hate when she said she hated big worm <laughs> i hate him <laughs> you know who that was don't you who kyla pratt oh really yep i know that um so then they was leaving john was like i can't believe i didn't get them all to go and tormont was like nigga it took 20 fucking years for man's to do that 
you're not gonna get them all bro all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way of saying fuck him dude yeah, let right. his bitch ass stay here and die right because he was like eventually they're gonna run out of food they're gonna run out of water mm-hmm. like like it's gonna be something that's gonna cause a change of heart but they stubborn people so unless the unless the situation changes most of them are gonna stay here everybody keep talking about how pretty john snow is on the low but tomorrow hair be flawless <laughs> don't it though what the fuck is that nigga you he got beard butter in his cell or some shit <laughs> he got something going on this nigga man he got product I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, so uh, he got children. <laughs> so old girl put her children in the boat, and they was like, "Come with us, mommy." She was like, "I got to get the old people on the boat. Then I'm gonna come with y'all." But then she looked at her kids like, "I'm not coming." <laughs> I was like, "This the Drea of the Wildlands." <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna take care of her motherfucking kids. Um, and then um, they start hearing like a rumble. Mm-hmm. now when i first heard the rumble i thought it was like a storm or something i thought it was an avalanche and the dog started barking right and i was like oh shit it's the motherfucking white walkers i you know i didn't i initially didn't get that yeah because you know yeah i take that back at first i did think it was a storm and then when they looked back and i seen the uh snow crumbling down i yeah. thought oh shit it's it's avalanche yeah karen was in here talking out loud guessing everything <laughs> you know <laughs> she's like it's an avalanche i was like i think it's the white walkers i was screaming at my tv y'all i ain't even gonna lie you know um so anyway they uh the white walkers basically descend down upon the people a lot of them was trapped outside the gate mm-hmm. all them motherfuckers died what was they doing outside the gate anyway because that gate is on the opposite side of the boats they was just chilling remember everybody went going yeah but why hang out anyway because a, f- a few people they they walked out with the things and they all them went going so it's like i don't need to see them motherfuckers off i'm staying here on my side of the um right but them niggas got trapped on the wrong side of that motherfucking gate because yes, the fence kept people from invading from the water yeah i love how um well, no, the fence is on the opposite side of the water. Yeah. The fence wasn't by the boat. Nope. By the way, I love how the motherfucking, they closed that gate, and then you heard everybody banging to get in, and then silence. <laughs> right. That's what tripped me out. That's what, and that's another reason why I thought it was happening. I was like, oh, okay, the snow done fell. Dun, dun, you know, done yeah. did its thing. Mm-hmm. Then they jumped into that freezing-ass water to get away, and I was like, you know, that's definitely the White Walkers, because they know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, because that was like, fucking everybody's in the goddamn panic when he was when they was trying to be civilized nobody wanted to go and carcy was the woman's name carcy uh and she was taking people to the boat getting her you know like she was just saving everybody people that was injured mm-hmm. um and then they told john like get on the boat man like nigga you the leader and he was like nah and they was like well if you don't get on the motherfucking boat how they gonna let us in at the wall right because like, i gave orders she was like they gonna follow them orders if you ain't there and i was like they not nope they might not <laughs> follow them they might not follow the orders if yeah, he they is. might not right because they are mad allison don't like him yeah you know? judging by the look allison gave him in the promo yes like when they showed up they it might it might be some some more fisticuffs you know? bruh he was looking down like shit <laughs> all right then i didn't watch it but did they have the giants with them on the promo uh well one giant did leave with them um but i don't know how many uh, i only saw one so um and yeah he did have that one he did have that one he got that one you got to open up the gate yeah (laughs) Yeah, and and i think for me man when john was like i'm staying i was like fuck john about to die 
mm-hmm. that's, that's my, immediately i was like i was like fuck he gonna die i was like it's finally about to happen Nigga, yeah try i be started too noble. panicking i thought i'm get your ass on the goddamn boat <laughs> try to be too noble uh so um they looked up and it was four horsemen white walkers that was just chilling on a on the ledge the apocalypse Mm. and um i was like that lets you know that the white walkers aren't just zombies Mm -mm. and we haven't gotten into their motivations but what do they really want Mm -hmm. but there's some organization going on yeah because if you have rank and class and leadership and you know like some of them got arm uh, armor some of them have different weapons it's obvious that they got some shit going on we just don't know what it is some form of organization and i'm confused i still it still never showed yet and i hope they do show it the importance of having babies no they they did show it instead of just killing people they changed the baby but they didn't show the importance of what does that do oh okay like like, so what so what you got a baby you could kill somebody and raise them up from the dead too what does it matter i thought it just just increase their army yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know what their motivation is other than just conquer like right. any other fucking life form dog yeah like they seem like almost like a virus or something like they they don't even seem to have you know even like a oh we want to be the lead the throne although one of them did like he had a crown on well i guess yeah. i guess what i'm saying is like then why kill the baby why not just kill everybody then like you just you getting babies like you could have killed everybody though but he worked out a deal where it's like i just want the babies and i'll leave maybe the babies grow into something bigger i I have no idea that's why like i said these are all things i want to know yeah that's why they haven't gotten into yet i hope they answered it uh that old ass white walker with the beard was smooth as shit dog then it came out like he was the boss level (laughs) (laughs) the last level Mm -hmm. and you're like fuck now i gotta fight you and john and that thin uh had went in the barn looking for dragon glass right after that big ass giant had busted out of the barn throwing white walkers everywhere like a beast and they had some good ass yeah, action yeah. man he was like he's running away from a bunch of bees and shit man <laughs> <laughs> he's all on his neck and shit but he was smart though he was like i'm not fucking with the main dude <laughs> yo i love by the way my favorite thing was uh there was a part where john chopped the white walker in half mm-hmm. that shit was so smooth they just threw it in there um so yeah uh the thing was like go get the dragon glass i'm gonna take care of this dude swung twice but he just moved out the way like a kung fu master and then fucking busted his axe shattered it with his whatever his ice sword was mm-hmm. and then stabbed that nigga through the stomach with that spear i was shocked the thin volunteered to fight the white walker first because it came important they had a common goal like before it wasn't a common goal like he was like fuck you you kill my people I- Yep. but now they got a common goal like we gotta survive we'll both die if, if i don't help you i fight. just imagine him still being stubborn like you know what and like I, go fight him then uh since you're the big bad king of the, of the north you know what i mean you know, I, I think the thing that changed his mind was that avalanche you know because he was like shit all them people died <laughs> like i don't think it was an avalanche I mean, not the avalanche i think that was just a bunch of white walkers yeah when he seen when they seen the white walkers coming down it's one of the things he was like fuck you know well, john was right he right. was like these are the real enemies all <laughs> our, our beef don't matter when these niggas kill all of us they're not here just to kill one of us he right. knew that when john was standing there in his face i he know was like fuck your dragon glass niggas, you know what i mean niggas gotta be tough bro but it, it wasn't real to now, he, now he trying to say the dragon glass pick you gotta pick one right so he told john to get the dragon glass john was trying to get it but buddy died so quick like (laughs) he really couldn't even get it and uh the the dude the ice thing with the beard grabbed that nigga threw him out threw him around john tried to like 
John ducked one of the swings and tried to hit him with his fist. I was like, nigga, get a weapon. <laughs> that ain't gonna work, sir. Like, like, I know you the, you know, you the man, you the LeBron James of this shit, but bruh, it's not gonna happen. So then, buddy, um, threw him again. He ran up somewhere, got him a, um, uh, got him a sword, uh, swung, that shit shattered. Then, buddy, hit him with the other end of the spear. And he hit him so hard, it went to slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like, I think his reels is gone, man. Yeah, he, he was all broke up. Probably punctured a lung or some other shit. And all I was thinking was, this nigga gonna die. Me too. I was, I was yelling at the TV, get up, John. Get up. I was like, please don't die. I was like, I would be so fucking pissed. And the one thing that was kind of the saving grace is in the preview for this show, they brought up Lion, Lone Claw, which is the sword that he got from, I think it was Jordan Mormont, uh, his daddy. Um, and I was like, why would they bring that shit up? I know it's Valerian still, but why would they bring it up if it don't got nothing to do with it? So he picked up that sword and he motherfucking swung and I was like, this shit about to turn the ice. Ain't John going down. And that shit, he blocked it and everybody's face made the same face at home. <laughs> John's face was they like, made on oh TV. shit. Right, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you in trouble now, nigga. And then he hit him and he exploded um and so uh basically then the rest of the fight wrapped up Carsey couldn't kill those little kids zombies yeah because when they showed up i was like if she, you don't kill them she, you're gonna die i was like she ain't moving oh, Carsey love the kids man uh and then the white walkers did a lemon attack <laughs> <laughs> they just all fucking fell off the edge of a of the, of the uh mountain and just fell got up and started attacking hey, everybody that, ran that shit was hilarious man yeah <laughs> even did i would have been like nah i'm gonna climb down this mountain they just dove face first a shout out to my man tormine because we've got to see uh the giant's name is one one w-n w-u-n w-u-n one one that's the that's the blackest name on the show so far um so after that, man, they, you know, everybody gets in the boats. They manage to escape. They riding off. Apparently, uh, White Walkers can't swim. Apparently so. And they was fucking them up all the way down. And it was like, John, you got to go. And it, it was just heartbreaking because he was like, fuck, there's nothing else. And he was like, I got to let them die because there's nothing else for me to do. And then it looked like the King White Walker because he had kind of a crown thing on his head. Mm-hmm. He just did this like, you know that, that, you know in that movie for Free Willy, that video for Free Willy Michael Jackson did, where he put both his arms up real slow? He did that. Right. And everybody came back to life. And then uh, old girl Carsey came back to life, and then it just ends. You know what I thought? I thought when he did that, I don't know why I thought something about to come out the water. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, he about to fuck y'all up. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna make it. I was mad when they panned wide that John was still close to the shore. I was like, y'all, why y'all not rowing? They were rowing. Nah, you, he at, wasn't rowing though. No, nobody was rowing. At the end, they were just watching. Oh, okay. They were just, they was going so slow. I was like, man, it's too close to shore. I mean, I could have swam faster than that. White walkers ain't had no arrows or nothing. Right. They, 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 I don't know if the water is their kryptonite, but they was like, we might not be able to cross this water, but we're gonna find your Maybe ass. Maybe they'll freeze. Yeah, something up with them in that water, man. Maybe they'll I freeze. Can't wait to see what it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, if water touches them, what's up with that? Like, what happens? They, yeah. free, they freeze like dry ice. Maybe. It was so funny. People was hitting me up like, this is gonna be a long review. I was like, not really. It's 20 minutes of action. 
ain't nothing to say about action except it's good or it's bad you know what i'm saying like it's mostly action uh we did get a couple emails though let's talk about them cool um of course you can email us the blackoutters at gmail.com uh let us know it's about them thrones and we'll read it on the show emil writes in them thrones hard home hello all i don't know about anybody else but nothing could have prepared me for that episode we usually have to wait until episode nine to see such intensity on a battlefield this was up there with the defense of castle black last season in watchers of the wall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there were a couple of moments where i thought rise john snow prediction would come to fruition but thankfully that did not happen maybe he'll be wrong and for once a noble character won't die do you think that the fact that long claw john snow john sword is made of valerian steel allowed him to kill that white walker i mean that's the only thing i can think of mm-hmm. yeah pretty yeah. much also i should have known that the female elder would have died the moment she said to the kids she would be right behind them that and the fact that my wife piped up and said nice another strong female character (laughs) (laughs) pretty much assured her demise when she saw the child's uh saw the child whites i don't know what that means i'm talking about yeah oh it almost as if she said i just can't with this shit uh at the uh at the uh that the white walker raised his arms on the shore and all the recently deceased started to rise we were showed that everything else happening in this world may be irrelevant in comparison right it also really highlighted what was brought up in prior season that the wall wasn't built to keep out wildlings they were just unlucky enough to be on the wrong side of the construction it was built to keep out the white walkers i also realized that the main white walkers are sentient not just mindless zombies i suppose i should have figured that out when they grabbed Craster's baby and returned and turned them in a previous season the other highlight from this episode was the meeting between Tyrion and danny he seems so at home offering counsel do you think he will convince her to focus her efforts on essos and not be bothered with westeros also she looks as if she might put him on a 12-step program <laughs> yeah anyways thanks for giving us the only game of thrones cap recap worth listening to p.s when do you think sam will confront gilly about taking sexual advantage of him during his concussive state <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, i don't think the director saw that as rape like we did guys um and uh yeah i, I don't know man i think Tyrion. i think Tyrion's still gonna try to help khaleesi get to the throne mm-hmm uh i you know i think she gave all her reasoning for why she's not gonna listen to just taking over so she won't rest her else too yeah what else he got to do anyway ain't like tyrion got options yeah yeah <laughs> brand is the only hope this is by a man prince leron who hits people in the balls <laughs> oh lord what's good best Rod? question right <laughs> what's good Rod? now i finally understand why everyone's so afraid of winter we've seen them little by little but i didn't know they were this blood raw i didn't see them being defeated in combat whatever brand is doing outside of that tree is the only hope inside of that tree is the only hope and he should probably encounter the whites soon because he is further north than anyone else i thought the whites couldn't go into the tree okay then they fall apart mm-hmm. also the potential showdown between ramsey and stannis get more gets more exciting every week ramsey is gonna stroll in 20 deep and fuck them boys up davos can't do shit to stop it with his one-handed ass I think he got two hands, but he missing fingers. I noticed that Stannis has been getting a lot of white fatherhood moments this season to gain some fan favor. I don't give a damn. I hope the Bones take Shireen under their wing and raise her as their own. What? Mm, they gonna be raping scale face? No thanks. <laughs> um, plus, you know, the other thing is, I think they did that so they could set us up for like him in a desperate moment, you know, letting the witch, you know, do something to her or maybe like his wife. 
lets uh, uh Melisandre do something to Shireen. His so. wife looked like a cat lady. She crazy. Besides, her grayscale looks like it can easily be flayed off. If it, <laughs> if it, come on, killing a kid. If it if it works, she looks like a regular girl. If it doesn't, she looks like a medieval Harvey Dent. That's a win win in my book. People keep up the excellent work, Prince Ron. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what are y'all looking forward to next week, Karen? I am looking forward to uh, they show previews. John getting back to the wall. You know, have to have that conversation is going to go i'm looking forward to uh cersei suffering some more because I, I think she will um i'm looking forward to uh lady olena and Littlefinger dancing because <laughs> you know we hadn't seen their reaction to anything yet or even heard their reaction to anything yet they, they i guarantee you they still in the city yeah what about you justin uh aria um i want to see see her growth or especially success i hope she succeeds i don't want i don't want to see her failure i feel like they threw that doubt and uh, that she might not succeed um just so they can kill her off and kind of prepare us for it but that's not what i want uh and then obviously i want to see brianne um the big bitch of the west uh, i want to see her do her thing all right what about you uh bah yeah i definitely want to see what's up with brianne but uh mostly next week i want to see what's going to happen uh at Castle Black. Um, and I want to see what's going on in uh, Dorne, too. Mm. I kind of missed it this week. Um, like I said, uh, the promo, it looked like uh, Jamie and um, Freaky Prince's brother was um, kind of confronted each other like they were having a conversation or something. It looked yeah. pretty contentious. So. Dorn, and like Doran said, uh, you need to declare your loyalty to me. Which I don't know what that means, but I don't think he was talking to Jamie. But okay. I don't know. Jamie kind of walked in the, uh, okay. I guess, the king's quarters and had this real intense face. But my, I, I would be cool if he was talking to Jamie, though. Yeah, it might be the way they cut it. Sometimes they do that. Maybe he was talking to. Um, I think he's talking to the, uh, the freaking princess girl. Mm, yeah, wife. that was makes sense. Wife? Uh, it was his his girl, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean his baby mom. I feel like oh, he ain't okay. the marrying type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, all right, man. It wouldn't um, matter. They was fucking the same person and everything. Yeah, they. I mean, it's like that Kim Kanye shit where it's just like open. You know, according to his rap album. Um. Oh yeah, congratulations on the baby, Kim Kanye, baby number two, East West. Can't wait to see her. <laughs> <laughs> um all right man uh i would play guess the race but justin is actually looking at my screen so it won't be fair because <laughs> <laughs> you said i'm sorry i turned no, around it's all right it's all right you play it for the chat room nah and i'm tired as fuck too man i like i really uh been sick all day man i i had to lay in bed from nine to like three with the chills and then i fucking uh uh had to live tweet you know rewatch game of thrones so I, i'm i'm exhausted man um uh, I don't know what the fuck this cold came from. It's in the middle of the summer. I don't want it though. What kind of bullshit is this? Them the wor- those are the worst colds. Right, cause yeah. you're hot and you're cold. All right, man. So we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk some of that R&B diva beef and uh, more Duggar updates and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Man, make sure y'all. I'm serious. If you're not checking out Firestarter.com podcast, please do. What are you doing with your life, man? It's funny. <laughs> it's my favorite podcast, man. I listen to it every week, man. Tank of the weeks. They be having me dying um, every every week, man. Uh, and they got good social commentary and sports stuff too. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, love those dudes, man. Uh, go follow Bob on Twitter at Hot Firestarter. It's an account that he shares with Tone. 
so some of the tweets you might not get that's tone uh, <laughs> someone might be by you never know you know i like playing that guessing game like who sent this <laughs> um and <Yeah>. we'll <laughs> and uh make sure you listen to the podcast and uh we'll be back tomorrow uh hopefully if i'm not too sick until then love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mm, lip smacking good hi everybody out there in the black who tips premium land this is another episode of lip smacking good well the motto of this show is if your lips ain't smacking it ain't good and i have somebody who i think is going to be a lots and lots of fun for you guys i bought on the one the only he's a great follow on twitter Sarone Russell, tell them all about you, sweetie, and how they get in contact with you on social media. Okay, uh, let's see. I am on Christian Mingle at thehammerofgod.com. No, I'm not. I am not. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. My name, my handle is Sarone Russell. It sounds misspelled already, but this is how you spell it. It is uh, C-E-R-R-O-M-E. R U S S D L L all one word. Um, don't follow my Instagram because um, I don't really deal with lotion too heavy, so that's <laughs> not worth it. Uh, I think that's about it. Unless you unless you're booking me for a show, then you can hit me up at Gmail. Same name, Sarone at Gmail dot com. Please do not send me anything. I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't need to get no deeper than that. <laughs> so no uh 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 dick pics none, none of those no okay. i swear to god I, if somebody <laughs> sends me a gift of a penis doing a helicopter i will go and take out another student loan to go to it tech to find out how to find you through your ip address and uh murdering will occur um, that's how serious i am about that and for those of you that don't know, Saron Russell is a part of a collective group called the Decepticomics. And yes. they travel all around. And um, one of the members of Decepticomics, you also do a podcast called The Bad Advice Show. Yes. Me and my uh, me and my Decepticomics uh, cohort, Baker, uh, Gordon Bakerbone, we, um, we started up a podcast a couple months ago, um, just influenced by you and you and Rod and just okay. wanting to get some some uh some more quality foolishness out there in the world. So you know, y'all like y'all the godfathers of uh black podcasting, so we, we everybody gotta we gotta pay homage to y'all to uh thank y'all for uh hipping us to the game. Thank y'all for having us on so much. Like y'all don't understand like uh how many people find out about who the Decepticons were or who we was as comedians and then that allowed us to you know, sell some tickets and uh, make some more people laugh and, and be able to travel, you know, travel across the country doing shows without necessarily being uh, famous or, you know, or anything like that. So y'all, you know, the underground is king and y'all helped us. I'm, I'm going to start. Y'all are uh, you and Rod are at the, at the beginning of the underground railroad. Y'all pass our juice and say, go on your way. <laughs> we, we we get you started. We were like, here's, here's enough supplies to get you to your next destination. Yeah. Y'all, y'all stand, y'all, y'all come up from behind an oak tree and said, "North is this way," and then you give us some Tahitian treat and tell us to get, get on down the path and be safe. Yes, and don't let Master. Y'all don't see walk you. with us. No. Yeah, don't let Master catch you. We ain't coming with you. We got, we got a podcast over here behind this tree, but. Uh, ah! 
I'm excited to be here on the show. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you one-on-one, lip smacking. I caught a couple, you know, and I, I like it. I definitely like food, so I'm ready to talk. Yes, and I want to ask you about that. What kind of, as a child, were, were you raised down south, like down here with yes. us? Okay, and what what part, uh, what state? Okay, I was born in uh, southwest Georgia and Sumter County outside of, outside of a little town called America's Georgia, and a lot of people... When I say where I'm from, they think I said America, and they like, everybody's from America, stupid. But it's not. It's America. I just can't talk. So I grew up out there on, on no shit, a, a pig farm, so I grew up on plenty of good deep-fried southern food. Ah, so you say you grew up on Did you have to do stuff like a lot of my family had to, like, shuck the corn and pick the cotton yes. and all that type of stuff? Did you ever have to kill any animals? Yes. I... I've learned the hard way not to get too attached to farm animals because they are all food. They are not pets. <laughs> uh, we had a hog farm, and, you know, I, one one summer, a pretty lonely summer, like the sixth grade, and had no friends, but I made a connection with this big male hog called John Henry. He was the biggest one out there. He made 400 pounds. Wow. Uh, he, was the only, he was the only pig that would let me pet him, so I felt like God had sent me the friend. Oh. In the form of swine. Uh, little did I know, John was that big because his ass was on the menu for the 4th of July. Oh. It was a bittersweet three months that I had with him, and that's, that shit ended horribly. It wasn't even, uh, you know, I woke up one day and he was gone. What happened was, you know, down south, if they're going to do a, a barbecue, they go all out for the 4th. They're yes. going to build a fire pit. It's an all-day affair. Folks were getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, sitting out, uh, Sitting the blocks, chopping the wood, all kinds of stuff. You know, it's all their thing. So it comes time to, uh, you know, go get the meat. Uh, we don't go to the store since we are the store. And my granddaddy said, wrong, do not come around this corner. And that's like the most prophetic thing a countryman can say to you. You better No matter listen. the situation. If, if, a come, if a countryman tell you, don't come around this corner, I guarantee you it's something terrible around that corner. Don't, don't, don't come ah, around there. Ah. But, but I did it anyway, and I came around, and um, John Henry was in this special little uh, pen by himself. I'm like, why he's a, why he, I told you not to come around here. And my uncle, who was on his fourth or fifth beer, shot, shot John Henry right at that moment. It was like a oh. terrible lifetime um, movie. Oh. But because he was drunk, he missed. <laughs> it wasn't a kill shot. He just hurt him real bad. So there was a lot of pigs screaming. If you never heard of pigs scream, that should have haunted your dream. Oh. And then it just got worse from there. Like, this is my best friend. Now he's bleeding. And my granddad's like, God damn it, I told you to shoot him in the head. And But the gun jammed after that. So my granddad took a three-pound sledgehammer and finished the job. And <gasps> uh, it's pretty much set me down the the, the, the set me down the path to be a comedian because my mind was, was gone after that. That was, that was fucked up. I, I was, there's no way I was going to work a regular job after that. <laughs> That's lifetime damage. Uh, but you, um, did your grandfather cook? Yeah, he was the grill master. My mom, my grandma was in charge of the kitchen, and he was in charge of the grill outside. Uh, so he, he he was big. He was big on that. Didn't pass down any secrets. The only thing I learned was to go get supplies and to stay away in the uh, stay away from the hot ass spoon in case I get smacked. Like the spatula was was dangerous. <laughs> what did your uh, grandmama cook? All right, grandma. Standard, you know, standard country, um, standard country food, um, delicious, but also deadly. 
Yes. Hello? Yes, I love my grandma, but I'm pretty sure she is the reason all of us check out of here around our 73rd birthday. I love her to death. Right. Um, but you know how I go. Uh, my grandma thank, thought that Lord was the lubricant to happiness, and that's yeah. what she cooked all her food in. So one of her best dishes for uh, something that I go, I eat this any time of day. It's the dressing she cooked for Thanksgiving, but I eat this any time of day, and that's all they thing, too. She wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, on some old sharecropper shit and, and make a pan of cornbread as big as a damn kitchen table. And then that get cut up and then there's some mysterious, uh, you know, hoodoo or voodoo or root shit going on in the pot that I can't see over her shoulder. And by the time everything get mixed up and go in the, go in the oven and come out, he just, you really just, all, all, all your, your worries. Just fall away. Your first bite on that dress, and that's it for you. I can sit there and eat a whole plate of that right now. Are your grandparents still alive? My grandma's still with us. My granddaddy, of course, he was, you know, grandma uh, got him up out of here with the, with the meat. Uh, but <laughs> my grandma's still with us. My grandma's still with us. Still cooking uh, in her early 80s now. Still cooking. Wow. Will not sit down. Wow. Will not sit down. Still cooking. You know, it does sound like about like my mama. She's in her 70s, and the, the only reason why she doesn't, like, cook the big meals like she used to is because she physically can't. If she could. She try. She would try. And that's, she, and she that's gets the only angry because she, she can't. It's them seats. It's the only thing keeping my grandma from, um, that's the only thing got her out of the church cooking business is them seats. She's like, I can't eat my bunions. I cannot stand up all day over this damn stove. Ah. So. The funniest thing I've ever seen was her uh, turning bacon over with the longest damn spatula I've ever seen in my damn life. My my uncle had duct taped a, uh, a little uh, bamboo stick to a uh, spatula. She was <gasps> flipping the bacon with this shit from about two feet away. She wasn't trying to get burnt. Nah, well, her feet was hurt. I, I got to sit down. Ah. I, I, I can't let the bacon burn. I got to flip it, and we're we going we gonna to figure something out over here. We're going to figure something out. She got some ingenuity. <laughs> Came on through then. Your mother and father, did they cook? Um, my father, he cooked crack. Um, uh, ah. I think he knew. <laughs> he, he cooked crack. Uh, I think he, I mean, his, apparently his recipe was very delicious. Um, number one I think seller. he might have used, yeah, I think he might have used cumin in his. I don't know. Ah, a little paprika. Yeah, he was, his family might have been from Dallas. He did he did some jerk crack and whew, the block was pumping that that day. He was selling out, selling crack by the plate. Hell yeah, he had that he had them jerk crack patties. They was coming around to get them. Um, <laughs> my mama get cooked uh, when she wants to. She's her. I think her best dish might be. Uh, I think all black mamas do this for some reason. Black mamas can either cook one cup of macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. or 17 pounds at one time. There's no in-between on the No. Shit. <laughs> it's, it's either for one or for 55. That's it. They can do that one pot on the top of the stove, or they can do that big silver tray in the oven, and that's all. She cannot cook for four people. It's either one or 55 people. Never, never, never no in-between. You have a sister, am I correct? Yeah, I have a couple of sisters. I have a bunch of sisters. Okay, any of them cook? Yeah, all of them actually picked up um, to be uh, pretty good cooks. Um, I'm trying to, I would say, I would say which one is the best, but I don't want no trouble. 
the one with the most kids cooks the quickest out of anybody I've ever seen in my life. Like she yeah. really will whip up. She got no choice. Less. She got she, she her and her husband got six kids. They have no choice but to cook fast. She was doing that uh thirty minute meal shit before Rachel Ray even thought about it. Ooh, six kids. Oh my. Yeah, they got six kids together. You don't have you don't have an hour of free time when you got six kids. She got to do thirty minutes or less, or else they're gonna burn the damn house down because you, you got to watch them. <laughs> yeah, you all talking about small children. Have you ever tried your yeah. hands at cooking? Have I tried my hand at cooking? Mm-hmm. I'm a box follower. I can follow any box. <laughs> uh, and then I will say this: uh, I when I do cook. It's, uh, I'm just grabbing random shit out of the uh, spice cabinet. Whatever smells good, I'm throwing it on this. I ain't never cooked the same meal twice. Not because I'm innovative, but just because I don't remember what the hell I did the time before. Uh, don't. I throw down on some Jesus fish. Uh, throw down some Jesus fish. Catfish, I think, is just in your Georgia DNA. If you don't, I think that's like part of like our Spartan ritual. If you can't fry catfish by the time you're three, uh, we will make your ass move to Alabama. There's <laughs> no way around that. I love catfish too. That the catfish, catfish is my thing. Your oh wife- my god, I'm so I'm in a catfish free zone. I'm so upset up here. Oh lord. I'm in a uh, predominantly white area in in North Virginia, and there's no catfish to be found. I'm I'm, I'm always at. And the whole food just spinning around in the damn circle because I don't want any more damn whiting or, or flounder, uh, mahi, mahi, flounder, sole, none of that shit will fry out good. I done tried all of it. Salmon, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that fish you kind of have to bake or or use yeah, other yeah. methods to it. I mean, it's a they're good, but I feel you, it ain't like that. That now nah, I, I fucked up seven eight dollars worth of uh, salmon steak trying to deep fry them. They just don't <gasps> they don't work like that. Oh no 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 you no you have to bake it nah. saute it yeah broil it. Yep, all that shit. I and then you know I'm in Whole Foods, so the damn cornmeal was nineteen dollars because some ah! some white virgin in Oregon ground the shit with her own hands. I don't know what the hell happened. What's the difference between the food that you grew up with and, like, where you are now? I know you was talking about, like, the whole foods, but, like, when you go out to eat and things like that, the environment, what's what's the biggest difference, can you tell? I think the biggest, I think the biggest difference is, uh, more, uh, all right, so I, I say the good and the bad. The good is variety. So, being that I'm in the D.C. area, there's a lot of different cultures around here, so I can always go somewhere and find somebody I've never tried before, like, Real Mexican food, okay. uh, real, you know, real Ethiopian food, real Indian food, real Chinese, uh, you know, just, just authentic stuff you never would have. And there's a lot of people from the, uh, Caribbean here. So I think the variety is the best thing about it. Um, and I think the bad is, uh, just the, you know, it ain't as many soul food restaurants around here as I thought it was going to be. So it's hard to find home cooking around here. That's true. Do they got grits? That's my biggest question. No, mm-hmm. I ain't found grits nowhere. You got no grits? You know yeah, what? That's why I don't wake up before nine because I'm gonna just be mad. <laughs> you know, I I really do think that when it comes to grits, it is a regional thing. I usually didn't believe that, but I I do believe that. Like once you start going certain places up north, unless it's like a Cracker Barrel or something like that, they're not gonna have grits yeah. on the menu. And no. how about sweet tea? Is that common or no? 
That's common. I will say that they haven't messed it up. I did live in the Midwest for one time, and it's not big idea. When you ask for sweet tea, it's by default unsweetened. I have caused quite a few scenes uh, for no reason about sweet tea, unsweetened, because I, I don't think anything offends somebody that's used to sweet tea more than unsweetened tea. Like, you really act like somebody tried you. Right. For you- real. Like once that's... That first sip, you're like, oh, okay, so I'm just a bitch. That's what you're saying to me. Right. You start turning over tables and smacking napkins, going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You are upset, man. That taste is shocking when you grew up your whole life with that. So, But we do have sweet tea here in Virginia. I think once you get, uh, we'll have to put a map for Southern people. we have to put a right. map for the eastern United States and, and, and like mark it out on 95 North and tell you where you're the last Pit the stop. last exit is for grits, the last exit for sweet tea, and the last exit for catfish. That way, you know, you don't get out there and, and, and be in New Jersey looking for catfish and just be upset. And get the shocker. I have a question about the tea. When you were saying that you were um, out west, do they brew their tea? Because I know some places you say tea, they want to give you instant tea. It's not the same as brewed tea. No, oh, it's not the same at all. That's, that's yeah, that's real. When somebody hands you instant, unsweetened tea, that is, right. damn, oh. You, yeah, you look at them like they spit on, spit at your mama. You like what? What are you doing? Because my grandma still do. Like my my grandma, she understands technology has moved on, but it's still 1943 in her age, so she still mm-hmm. do sun tea. She still do the big glass jar on the on the uh, front porch yeah. in, the, in the morning, and so that it's ready by five o'clock or whatever we're gonna eat dinner. So she she still do it the old old fashioned way. So right. And there's nothing like sun tea. For those of you that don't know this, one of my aunts did this before. I've never seen it before uh, until I seen one of my aunts do it. They actually take like the tea bags and put it in water and let it put it outside and let the kind of let the sun brew it per se. Yeah. And that's some of the best tea because mm, it, it's like a slow process, so it's really really concentrated. And really if concentrated, you, but it's not bitter because that no. hot water sometimes like um boiling water over tea like that sometimes you either scorch it or you just you know prepackage tea just don't deal well with them high temples or that shock but that sun tea is just it's, it's like it it's like a crock pot for tea on the front porch it's, right you can't beat it it is and when you travel with the uh, Decepticomics and y'all go out to all these places to eat what type of places do y'all eat at is it like fast food or oh yeah I will I gotta I gotta be honest that's like one of the sad hidden truths of being a a comedian, especially a, a road comedian, we eat like trash on the road because it's usually, you know, we're performing late at night, so everything's closed. The only right. thing that's open is disgusting as McDonald's or Taco Bell or something like that, or we in a casino or we in a bar and just we don't we don't get the best of food. So like, if, please, if y'all see us tweeting that we're coming to do a show in y'all city, just tell us where the best place to eat is because we we don't waste so much money. I, yeah, because yeah, cause if you're not familiar with the town or the area and things like that, and it's just one of those things where, yeah, we go whenever we go to places and I know somebody in the area, I normally be like, hey, what are the best places to eat here? Yes. And because they know, and like when we went to Charleston, Adidra, Miss Music Lover, she's on Where's My 40 Acres, and she used to live in Charleston. So I was like, hey, and she gave me a list of restaurants and everything she suggested was just wonderful so i so i suggest like if you're traveling yeah and and fans out there if y'all see him coming to y'all town y'all tweet him and and facebook him and let him know where the places are uh so that y'all can uh uh lead them in the right direction good share 
share because that's that you know good good or bad food can make or break a vacation. Yeah. Uh, and it leaves like if no pun intended, it really do leave a bad taste in your mouth. If you go somewhere and have bad food, if you go somewhere and have bad food, that's what you're gonna remember about that city for the rest of your life. Like, right? It could have been just one bad sandwich, and you like, you know what? Little Rock, Arkansas, can kiss my ass. Right. I'm never coming back to this sandwichless place again. Ever again. Right. And yeah. at the same time, it could be the. It can also it can be a, a terrible city otherwise to visit, but if they got good food. You like if you're a road tripper like me, you'll stop at that same place every time you come through there. Cause there's a there's a barbecue place in, in Arkansas that I'm almost sure that the wait staff is racist as hell. I do not care. I will stop and get that full pork sandwich every time. Because every it'll, time it'll make you overlook racism. That's some serious food. That's the man. It's so tender. The racism fall right off the bone. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. I know you were saying that you cook. What inspires you to cook your food? Like when you do get in the mood to cook, do you be like, fuck it, this is what's in the fridge? Or do you think about it? Like, I cook out of fear because I look directly in my wife's eyes. And if she I... looks like if somebody, if somebody else asks me to cook again, it's going to be some trouble in here. Um, well, no, uh, sometimes I just, I'll see some interesting either in a book or I just have a taste of something. And that's, and that's what, you know, I want to put her out for her, so I walk through. I'm I'm terrible about uh, doing last minute meals and spending a whole bunch of money at the grocery store and coming back to cook it because I think it's something don't nobody keep in their damn house like like duck ass or something like that. And I got to go get ah. two pounds of duck ass and, and go and go fry that up. Ah, it be nine ninety nine a pound. Hell yeah, because they know you the last minute things like oh you want the duck ass. Let me go in the back and go get it. Yeah, don't nobody, don't nobody ever buy this shit. I'm surprised he, I'm surprised he didn't even know what it is. <laughs> Let me take the date on this shit. They don't tell how long this duck been in here. <laughs> it might be no sport. What is the most unique thing you've ever eaten before? Most unique thing I've ever eaten before. Well, I travel a lot for comedy. I travel a lot for, uh, for um, military tours. What's the most Unique. I don't think the food itself was unique. Just the presentation. Like I traveled to uh, Jamaica, and that was the first time I ate a fish with the head still on it, and the fish was looking back at me while I was uh, devouring his body, and that threw me off a little bit. But that fish was good as hell. He watched me. I felt guilty, so I put a napkin over the eye. But ah. that shit, it was good. Oh, do you remember what type first of time. fish it was? Yeah, salt fish and ackee. That was our uh, house. It was just different to me. I hadn't been out of Georgia before then, so that, uh, let's see, German, let's see, German food don't get a lot of press, but like, uh, if anybody can, nobody does oppression and sausage better than the Germans, cause that shit is, oh, I, oppression, beer, and sausage, they got that on lock. I sat in the beer garden or beer house over there and ate, uh, just, it's a table full of just different kinds of beers and sausages and, and breads. And it, that, oh, that was wonderful. That's that, that's somebody over there just um they had a bakery and their bakery started like you don't find those anymore. But they started cooking at like three o'clock in the morning, so Ooh. we would just be coming out of the bar at like five. And you smell I don't know why what it is about being drunk, but freshly baked bread is the best smell in the world. So we walk over there, stumble in, throw some money on the counter, and walk out with a whole loaf of pumpernickel and just be stumbling down the road, eat directly off the loaf. 
that sounds like that was fun. Did you get oh, sausage too? Or just like just walking around like some shit out of Oliver Twist. Um, then I have some more, sir. Just walking around with a big, big ass loaf of bread and a little cup of whipped butter and just enjoying life. Ooh, oh, whipped butter. Oh, that sounds like that's everything. Uh, I, I know you have, you have small children. Uh, do you take them to food festivals? Like what food festivals have you been to or are you looking forward to? Um, they do like a little small thing, uh, here in Nova Jersey called like the, I think it's like the Taste of Nova or Taste of Wrestling or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we have, they kind of picky eaters, but we have got them to try new stuff, especially they'll try any kind of new dessert, but new, if it ain't in a chicken finger form, they looking at the meat like, I don't know about this chicken shit, but they have, for me, but me and my wife love to try new stuff like that. So we get, we get around here and, um, that's one thing I will say, this area where we up here in DC and the DC Baltimore area, they got some of the best seafood you ever want to have as far as like crab, uh, crab cakes, yeah, okay. just, just. And mussels and, 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 uh, shrimp and stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's one thing that's good right here. Ooh. What is your favorite thing to eat that you don't make? That I don't make. Let's see. Favorite thing to eat that I don't make. Let's see. I have no idea how cheesecake is made. I understand there's cheese and cake inside of it. Uh-huh. Don't think I can figure it out. But that's one of my favorite desserts to eat as far as like, Food, food, brown stew chicken, Jamaican dish. Ooh, I, I, I like that. Don't know how to make it. That sounds wonderful. It takes about four days to cook, but once it come out of there, it's probably everything. It's if it takes four days to cook, woo! I bet you that's probably Every, everything. Oh, everything in there. They have it's, it's two days of just prepping the chicken to die. They talk to him and make sure he's comfortable and you know he's okay with his fate. He don't die scared and tense up all the meat, and then he. He walked right on over to the chopping block, and he's happy. He's he's just up to his face. Oh, well, at least he knows he's gonna be in a good in a good meal. Yeah, because oh. a, a happy chicken is a tasty chicken. Yes, it is. That uh, that uh, that chicken that chicken was okay with it. He died happy. You can taste it. What is your favorite thing to eat that you make? Because I know you say you do a little bit of cooking. What is that meal that you make? You go. This is just everything to me. It's probably it's probably that catfish and hush puppies. Oh, uh, catfish and hush puppies because, I, like I said, my my grandma and granddad they ain't pass no secrets, but, but from what I could see over their shoulder, I make sure to throw some extra stuff in the um, hush puppies like onions and little bits of cheese and stuff like that. And so the catfish and the hush puppies just that's that's the best thing I can make for myself. I don't. Whole thing is, I don't like sharing with the kids, so I don't cook it. I try to cook it when they're at the house. Right, right, because uh, you know how little kids they crumb snatches. You, you, you cook it, yes, they, they gonna are. get some. Yes, they are. They, you wouldn't think that somebody that weighs forty pounds could eat seven, seventeen hush puppies, but you look around and they, them, they are gone. Are you like, how the hell did you do this? Right, I'm trying looking at you. Where did you put it? It's not on their waistline. You go, I'm old, because if I eat 17 hush puppies, you you be picking me. <laughs> I be going to the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to call the EMTs. I am not moving from this table, not on my own power. <laughs> what is your favorite food that you stash from, like, your kids, your wife? You go, this is my food, and I'm not sharing it with nobody. Let me see. What do I hide? I'm good at hiding those uh, pepper strong uh, Milano cookies. Ooh. I'm good at hiding those. Yes. Those, they got they got some of the double stuff, dark, dark chocolate ones. I'm good at hiding. That's why I'm so happy I'm six foot two. 
I can put stuff up high. They can't nobody, can't nobody see it but me. Right. Yeah, that's one thing about being tall. I hide them cookies. I hide them cookies, and, and, and I won't go get them in front of nobody. That's like the back cave. You know, I don't cut a hole in the drywall, and you got to, you got to be able to uh, touch You got to be able to bench press as much as me to open that gate, so that way y'all can't get up there and still get in. So it's, it's that's, that's what I hide. I hide those cookies. What is your favorite thing to drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, or both? Or both. Let's see. Alcoholic? Um, I, I think I'm the last person. I'm the last person under sixty years old that still drink Palmerston brandy. Uh, I don't know if it's the life of poverty that got me uh got me drinking it, but I think I like that. Um, I think I like that more than anything. You can't drink it straight because you got to mix that with uh sadness or something. <laughs> what? You don't drink that shit straight. One of our friends drink it, and she drinks it straight. I can't. Her name is Chill. I don't know how Chill does. She drinks it on ice. I can't oh do that. Oh my god! Mm-mm. Oh, that 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 shit is half kerosene and half brandy. I don't, you got, I need to look out for her. They might uh, have, they might have to replace her whole soap one day. Oh, that, that that's the birds going down. I was trying some. I said no, thank you, no, thank you. No, I like I, I, I like my, to breathe. <laughs> I think my most my favorite um. No, I, I call it a drink. It, it's coffee. The older I get, I think I'm becoming, um, uh, let's see, more adventurous with coffee and wanting to drink better coffee. Because I grew up, grew up with my, with my grandma and granddaddy. They drank uh, probably the worst coffee ever made. You remember Sanka freeze dried uh, Sanka? Mm-hmm. That's old school, dude. That, dude, I'm gonna say, do they even make that anymore? I don't know if it's legal to sell anymore, but ah, it might not be. I don't even know where to buy it. They drank it out of one cup because that shit turned every cup uh, a deep dark black sad brown. Right. Yeah, that's it. that that shit left a ring around it. You think you left that coffee in there all year? No, that's that's one sitting. <laughs> but now I got in uh me and my wife got into um the uh, the French press. I don't know what it is about French press coffee. It's like I don't know if it's the work involved or whatever, but it's like some of the best tasting coffee you've ever had. Hmm. So you buy the beans? Yeah, buy the beans and grind them. You got to get fancy with it. You know what? When you get old, you get sophisticated. You really do. You want to try new stuff. Other than the cheap liquor, everything else I'm trying to, I'm like, you know, especially when it's your money, you're like, right. uh, wait, I don't have to buy the shit that and choke it down. I can get some good stuff. <laughs> right, because it's my, it's my money. This is the uh, the last question. What is the worst uh, thing you've ever ate or cooked, or both? The worst thing I've ever cooked? I don't know what I was thinking. But it was like, you know, you know, first, first, you know, newly married, trying to impress and trying to cook for the kids at the same time. And I did this for real. I have no idea why I did. I had, I was real, real at the time. So I, I, I thought for some reason that I could make a crispy hot pocket by putting it by, by soft, by, um, pan frying it. I cooked it in the microwave for a little bit. I said, I don't want to overcook it. I'm going to put it in a little oil and I was going to fry it hard like a, uh, like a tortilla or something like that. And that, I have never caught so many dirty looks from a woman ah, in my life. No, cause you, did you, did you put that in the freezer frozen or did you let it thaw out first? No, I put it, you know, I cooked it halfway in the microwave. So it was still cold in the middle. And I fried that damn hot pocket hard on both sides and that, oh my oh, God. I know she looked at you like, nigga, you wasted money. Yeah, 
I like a dead ass just asked me one single question, cut into it with the fork. She's like, is this a hot pocket? And I just put my head down. Ah. That's, all that's, that's all I could do. That's all I could do. What's the, and that's what you cook. What's the worst thing you ever ate that somebody else prepared for you? Oh, let's see. What's the worst thing I ever ate somebody prepared for me? I don't even know. It didn't taste bad. It was just a surprise. Like, somebody made me, or I had a piece of um rum cake and had never had it before and didn't realize that that was literal, like that it's yeah. literally wrong. Right. It's in this cake. And you will taste it if it's done right, yeah. Yeah. And I ate like I probably don't like it was and it was good. I had little pieces of chocolate and raisins and stuff. I'm digging on this. I'm like three or four pieces. I don't realize I don't had. I get up from the table to leave. Right. I don't realize I don't. I don't have about nine shots of rum. I stood up. I'm like I am drunk off cake and fell. Oh. And so that was the most surprising thing I've ever ate in my life. I ain't never been drunk off cake before. And it's delicious because from what I hear, if it's done right, they actually cook and they actually let let the cake soak in alcohol for days. The longer you let it soak, yes, the yes. more it soaks up the alcohol. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. This was a sneaky, older Jamaican lady snuck that rum cake in there and almost killed all of us. Ah! Also, other people weren't prepared either for what was going was getting ready. No, to happen. It, this this was this was a this was a, a work thing, a potluck thing. She snuck a rum <gasps> cake in there. Oh. And now nobody can't get nothing done for the afternoon because everybody ain't here drunk. <laughs> oh, didn't uh, did they have to pass a rule going no 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 rum cake? Oh yeah, there was no rum cake to the next potluck at all. You you can't function like that. No no way you gonna be productive. Hell no, man. We was laughing so hard after after the um after the potluck was like we you know like, why are we so happy at work and everybody was like I think I'm drunk. He's like you too. Yeah, we just all of us were surprised. Ha ha ha! That was a shocker for everybody. Everybody. Sarone, so, I want to tell you thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, but be- oh, thank y'all. But before you leave, tell everybody how to reach you again. Okay. Uh, once again, you can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is Sarone Russell. That's all one word: C E R R O N E R U S S E L L. Uh, look for the Deceptive Comics hashtag on on Twitter to keep up with keep up with us for our shows. We're gonna the, what we got in the works now is trying to get to Charlotte and Atlanta in one in, in one weekend. That's my goal for this for this fall. Let, let us know. Comics. You, you know you know yeah, we'll, we'll come and support I mean, you. You know I'm trying to see y'all. You know I'm trying to see y'all. Mm-hmm. We'll, we will we 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 will let us know. We'll get tickets. We'll come support. We'll drum it up. We'll tell our fans to just wherever you are to just come and represent in Charlotte and Atlanta. If you you know fans out there listening now, we'll be in Charlotte. I don't know if we'll go to Atlanta or not, but we'll we'll be in Charlotte. So I think that'll yeah. be fun because you are one of the few people that I would love to see live. I've never seen you live and. Every time you go somewhere after a show, my timeline fills up with everybody that said they had such a good time. So I, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Let us know in advance, Sarone, and we will let our fan base know. I definitely will. And, I, and, and all five of us, we live for that. We live to go somewhere and crush the show because that's, that's the most important thing. It ain't, it, it, it ain't about, you know, getting any kind of, fame or get rich or anything we all love like genuinely love to go somewhere and, and kill and crush on stage and, and we get we get a whole bunch out of that and we can't thank the people that's been supporting us for these three years enough man because they because they made it possible 
Yeah, we want to just tell you thank you because being a comedian, that's that's a job and a half. And making people laugh is you have to have a special talent because the world is just just a a place of desperation. So you need somewhere to go and laugh. So uh, from us to you, just 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 thank you. And it, and it means it means the world. And you know we will support you. We will continue to support you. And also fans out there let you know he also does a comedy podcast called Bad Advice and it's on the um Close Slither Podcast Network. Yes. Please check that out. And uh thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sweetie. For those of you out there in the Black Eye Who Tis Premier Land, this has been another episode of Lip Smacking Good. And until next time, y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs>